right, welcome to Homeschool, episode 45, not Stripper Whisperer. This is the podcast <laughs> where Andrew Rivers and I do monologue jokes for about 10 minutes with a comedian guest who heckles us, uh, tags the jokes, leaves the Zoom, does whatever they want. And then we uh, BS about our lives and comedy, what's going on in the world, but mostly comedy, what's going on in the world, because we don't have social lives. Uh, today, our guest is Bowers. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm excited Chris to be here. Bowers. Uh, before we get started, we would like people to be able to find you on things and enjoy your comedy. What do you What do you got? That you can, tell uh, you can find about? me at Bowers Comedy, B-O-W-E-R-S Comedy, all the social medias. BowersComedy.com is my website, but it's not up anymore because I couldn't figure out how to change the calendar. So for about three years, <laughs> it was my 2015 calendar. And then it finally, the domain name went away. So that's good. Um, and then uh, SDSC, Social Distancing Social Club, SDSCShow.com. I do that four days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So check that out. Awesome. Uh, Andrew and I have two uh, little theater shows we got coming up on July 9th in North Bend and July 10th in my hometown of Everett, Washington. So if you're in those areas, uh, grab tickets soon. They're moving. So that's pretty exciting. And uh, anything else, Andrew, that I missed for you? Uh July 8th might be in Bricktown, Oklahoma, but uh, I'm going to wait till I'm on the website to uh, promote it there. <laughs> yeah, I've got a show next week. I'm like that, too. Until I see promo of my picture on it, I'm not going to believe that. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome and, I'm like, that. Well, someone else famous come along, steal the date, but uh, yeah, that's fine. But as soon as but uh, I have text messages that said I was booked, but who knows what happens. <laughs> sure. As soon as Bowers does get on that show next week, though, you can find it on his website. Uh, and <laughs> in hey. five years, you'll be able to find it on my website in, in a couple of years. <laughs> hey, we're going to get started. But first, before we do the jokes, we need to do a three second pause because I don't know how to edit things. Hey, homeschool 45, just like the best president ever in his honor. We're going to lie about everything in this episode. Uh, Andrew, welcome home from tour. How was it? Oh, it was a great time opening for Hofstetter. We did 22 shows, 13 seasons, in 16 days. Then I got one blow job, so it's good. But nice. uh, my back is nice. just killing me. It's hurting. Uh, I pulled a muscle, giving myself a blowjob, but uh, <laughs> I was excited. I kept trying to schedule a massage on. <laughs> yeah, Corey wasn't even there, so uh, he he only does handy anyway. But uh, I kept trying to schedule a massage on the road in like cities we were gonna be in, but everything was closed or like not you know available on the day I got there. So mm, tough times. Actually, have some advice. I relate because my girl just threw her back out. Uh, well, I threw her back out in bed, if you know what I mean. Nice work. Right. <laughs> I, how'd you do that? Oh, I just took her body pillow. Uh, she really <laughs> can't even walk if she doesn't have that all night long. But um, I do have advice. Oh, she's not going to be walking in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you have advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to one of those Asian Asia massage parlors. They're usually just walking uh, and limp out. Uh. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I would, but I want to do my part to stop Asian hate. So I'm not sure how this has anything to do with Asian hate. Yeah, it seems more like Asian well, hate to me. But I, I mean, I feel like inflicted body 
Yeah, and inflicting my body on them is hurtful. And and also, I just feel awkward, like I'm interrupting when I go in there because I have to wait for them to quit holding hands with other people. It's just weird. Oh, I, I think you might be making some terrible scenes in nail slots. So gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Andrew getting a happy ending because I can't imagine him happy. <laughs> Andrew, just, Andrew just gets an... <laughs> <laughs> he just gets an ending. Uh, they're like, are you sure you wanted that? Uh, this wasn't consensual. No, no, I'll pay you for it. I am crying at the end of it, but <laughs> I'm happy. I mean, Here's like any woman, if you give them money, they don't feel bad as bad about themselves after they do it. So That's, that's not a good experience. point, you know? My, uh... <laughs> no, that's really the opposite of my experience, Gorge. <laughs> oh, really? Well... Yeah, just, I don't know. My PPP like loans just got money after sexual favors. If you give them money, they feel worse about themselves. <laughs> Mark Norman has a great bit about that. Like, that was a great job. They don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, thanks for your time last night. Hey, I don't like that. You have well, money? my uh, PPP yeah. loans got approved. That's uh, 10 grand. So uh, that's got to get me like, uh, what, 10 massages? And, and hey, you know, unlike my ex girlfriend, it is forgivable. You bitch. Oh wow! Are you getting Deshaun wow. Watson massages? Ten for <laughs> ten thousand. Um, also, I don't think that's what the money is supposed to go to. It's not allowed, is it? It's in. I think you use it on your PP. It works, right? <laughs> yeah. PP loan. P- you know what you said? <laughs> yeah. PP loan. That's what I'm saying. I uh, I think it has to be employees or staff. You guys, I don't. Staff. That's, that's all. It works. It's his staff. It's his yeah. staff. I'll use it on my. Sh- <laughs> my shaft uh, infection yeah, staff shaft oh that's one way to get that infection bachelor update we always do a bachelor update uh at least not are we doing the jokes yet when does that start ah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually asking were those jokes <laughs> not in any uh you know I, mean, I, proud I, I wouldn't have interrupted if you were doing a bit was that a bit about the happy no it's not a bit it's just story we're just fucking around okay well, the PPP, we, you had the same joke as we had. So uh, what are you going to do? Uh, bachelor update. Katie, the bachelorette uh, that uh, we, we know and love, has dubbed herself Kissing Katie in promos for this season. Well, looks like, Andrew, you're going to have a lot of Eskimo kissing brothers. Mm. Well, I, uh, I only Eskimo kiss because I'm a liberal snowflake, you know? <laughs> but... Uh... But hey, look out, Katie. I just got a DM asking me to apply to a new dating reality show. And I don't want to say the name because nobody listens to this podcast. But uh, the theme is like Survivor meets Bachelor, I think. Ah, A dating show with an Animal Kingdom twist. Uh, That's perfect. You're like cicadas. You made every 17 years. uh... (laughs) Hey, congratulations, though. Tell me about the show you're never going to get on. Well... They're going to catch you being too good at uh Yeah, yeah. Sex. yeah. That's they not going to happen. They take amateur hockey players and have them fight over women. Yeah, my mating season is winter because I have more clothes on. But uh, uh, Winter isn't the only thing coming. Uh, hey. But anyway, they want to have this animal kingdom twist where you like attract a mate in the wild using nonverbal communication tactics. Ah, nonverbal. So she's not even allowed to say no. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna uh, like sniff her butt and pee on her leg or something. Ah, uh, you know, just like God intended. Adam and Eve didn't have Tinder. Well, they also didn't have any other options. But yeah, uh, 
I'm never good at these dating apps anyway. I, I never get swiped on because I don't have a boat or a six pack or a job. So it's bullshit. <laughs> Ugh. Wow. But re- seriously, though, reality TV, like how well is that going to work out for you? You're pretty picky as is. You, I mean, yeah, it's got to be the right girl. I'm a comedian. I'm going to be in the spotlight. She's going to have to be able to put up with crazy things like lying and cheating. So, you know, what better place than a reality show? Oh, yeah. Well, so a nature themed dating show. Uh, let's not hope. Let's hope it's not based on like smell or some sort of mating dance. You're going to fail for sure. Totally <laughs> yeah, well, them away. Hey, but it's reality TV. So someone is going to pretend to like me just to stay on and get Instagram followers. And then maybe she accidentally gets to know me and sees that I'm a great guy. Oh, so your only chance of love is that you're stuck on an island and they can't leave. Yeah. Got I think it. that's what's going to happen. They asked if I had a passport, so we might go somewhere exotic, you know? I uh, think it's I, I think it's awesome that you think the longer you get to know you, the more attractive you are. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's hopeful <laughs> at best. Because, you know, on stage, you, it's like, you're like at your top, and then every yeah. minute you talk, it gets worse. So um, there's you, a You've diagnosed or... my, my dating life <laughs> to a T, you know? They're reading the book. It's not the cover that's the problem. That's what you understand. <laughs> I'm just hoping that they they focus on the folded pages, you know. The it's a choose your own adventure book. If I go skip to page 43 and then they read, it's just not going to make sense, you know. You have a passport? Yeah, I have a passport. So hopefully we'll go somewhere where bestiality is legal. Oh, okay. uh, then I'll have a chance at love, you know. <laughs> Well, I heard India and Vietnam are amazing this time of year. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the animal kingdom, did you know seagulls die after they have sex for the first time? I don't think that. Did you know that's true, Bowers? No, that's bees when they sting you. Oh, well. You're fucking that up. I've seen seagulls fuck a lot and they don't die. That's crazy. Oh, shit. Well, the one I fucked did. Uh, <laughs> I threw its back out. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, I uh, had the audition this morning, and uh, I think it went well. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I got a, I got a good feeling about this. Hmm. Well, if you get another audition, I've got a tip. Uh, oh. get a haircut. Hey, <laughs> funny. Well, you know what's funny? They did offer me more tips because I had like a, you know, I had like a phone interview before the Skype one, hmm. and uh, afterwards the producer told me to play up the wanting to meet someone part, which was interesting feedback. Hmm. Well, you know, because you probably went in as the aloof, cool one, and they need you to be the needy one. You know, play to your strengths is what they're trying to get you to do. (laughs) No one's going to buy you as the aloof, cool guy who fucking, you know, curls up. Oh, I don't need a girlfriend. I'm totally cool. It's all good. Yeah, Yeah, like this whole, I didn't want one anyway. I'm super picky. We get that that's all of insecurity, dude. You're not hiding that from anyone. I'm going to have to, like, call these girls and tell them to wait for, like, six months before um yeah that is pretty interesting that you didn't come across desperate enough on a phone call with a woman already that's a that's a first (laughs) come on lady i'm ready for the reality show how you normally do andrew where you just fuck the girls that say no to that Corey says no to which i think (laughs) probably a solid move while you guys tour together (laughs) (laughs) say no well uh no comment but uh this is my only hope, man. Don't try to bring me down. I'm 36 years old and not even a good 36. I lived in a car and ate Taco Bell every day. I'm a fixer upper and, and all the parts are out of stock. This is my only chance. Put me on the show. 
Coach, uh, well, I think you got that desperate part down again. Just say all that on the interview. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You like you think as a comedian, I'd be better at dating. But like every time a date talks to me, it feels like I'm getting heckled, you know, like, oh, what's your real job? This isn't funny. Bring the other guy back. You know, it's bullshit. Where's, where's Corey? Uh, first <laughs> date is kind of like a comedy show. You picture your audience naked. Your audience has no idea who you are. You are. They were probably dragged there by a friend. And during the check drop, you tried to try attention away from the fact that you will not be paying this bill. You have different sex than we do, Corey. No one ever, no one ever brings a friend when they're having sex with me or Andrew, I don't think. No one's ever like, you know, we thought there's going to be too much dick to go around. So I brought a friend just in case. Like, they're. Yeah. It's a lot like a comedy show because I am crying at home and in the morning, I'm asking when they'll have me again. <laughs> when so... can I come back? Uh, like a comedy show for me because I do it five nights a week. That's just <laughs> for me. <laughs> Uh, Andrew just uses the same material every time. Uh, it's guys. like me because I don't know if I'm on this show next week. I have no idea. I get paid on chick I get paid in chicken fingers. I get what we're doing. I'm gonna show up and I'll get bumped by Carlos Mencia, but <laughs> oh man. Well, what kind of what kind of guy does a woman want, do you think? That this show is really gonna Oh well, that's the thing. I think this is a good show idea because women choose guys on that like caveman stuff. They want a guy who can like fight a bear and you know i'm bad at making a fire but i could probably do those drawings really easy it's just stick figures uh, wait wait is 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 the show called naked but not afraid girl i <laughs> scared <laughs> i'm scared uh, I'll, I'll kill a snake what do you need let's go <laughs> uh speaking of caves are you cool with camping like are they gonna make you live in the woods i don't I don't know. I think that gives me an advantage, you know, because it's going to be a show and they're going to have all these hot bros with like manicured eyebrows and and like, you know, I've been ugly this whole time. So if we even the playing field, they don't stand a chance as long as I'm allowed to keep my shirt on in the pool. <laughs> oh, you understand how they cast shows, Andrew? They cast them like it's the same kind of demo. So I don't think there's going to be hot guys and you. They're casting people <laughs> like you, clearly. <laughs> Wait, I'm not in the hot category. I don't. I don't understand the insult here. I think. Well, what, if, what if the show is like like survival chicks that are like they can do do well in the wilderness and they have to take care of a dude? It's like pioneer <laughs> times perfect. but flipped. So you're like, the, I need the... a bossy bitch. <laughs> like I need a woman that knows shit. She cuts down a tree and makes the fire, and you just fucking you know tell her she's pretty. I'll roast the marshmallows and provide the dinner for the family. Lesbians, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Andrew, I don't know. You're trying to get in the hot category, but your body is so bad. You're the only skinny guy I've heard of that keeps a shirt on in a pool. So. <laughs> well, I'm like Bowers. I wear a bedazzled jacket in the pool, and that's it. I do that sometimes. Well, I want to, but. <laughs> there was an uh, SDSC where I wore a gold jacket in the pool. It was my birthday. Oh, I was, I was oh, Indiana. My, my old house had a pool in it, and then we ended the show with me doing a front flip off the back off the diving board in my gold jacket. Oh, Are you yeah. a camper? Do you like camping, Bowers? No, no, no? I, would never, I would never go outside for more than twenty five minutes at a time. Corey, <laughs> <laughs> you, you a camper? What's going on? Hell no. Uh, yeah, I well, uh, like I won't do Airbnb. That's how much I'm <laughs> anti camping. Like I'm in a, <laughs> if I'm not at a Hyatt place or higher, I'm fucked. Yeah, I won't even camp outside for like <laughs> concert tickets. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, uh, 
uh i don't uh i don't know i don't i got a bad sensitive digestive system if i if i spend more than three days away from an indoor plumbing it's gonna look like a bad boon's ass back there just red and rashy <laughs> well <That's> cute <laughs> sexy um well you know at least if i don't find love on tv i can get a good start to my career in politics uh, yeah. Well, speaking of politics, Kamala Harris tweeted, enjoy the long weekend. And people are fake outraged on social media. <laughs> he loves that uh, transition right transition. there. Oh, I, I can't tell if you guys had a meeting and worked this shit out. You're just trying it out on me. Or if you're riffing back and forth. I cannot tell if these are pre-written. It's freaking me out. Like, right. That was a segue. That's... So did you guys have a meeting before this and talk about what you're going to talk about? I don't understand I don't know this if podcast it's works. good or bad uh, that you can't tell. But uh, well, we, we don't divulge our secrets on the uh, on the. <laughs> So that's what I'm laughing at is you going, oh, I guess I'll go to politics. Speaking of politics, I'm like, oh, wait, they scripted this. Okay, well, it's fuck. a dumb joke, and then it's, <laughs> but it's, it, won't, it won't last next week, so we got to do it this week, you know? It's you guys talked about this ahead of time. But, okay, I just didn't yeah. know that. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Google Doc. I, I thought Google we were talking doctor. about strippers this whole time, so the fact that we're doing anything other than that, I'm confused, so here we go. Well. <laughs> so what's your Kamala Harris joke there, Corey? <laughs> Well, she, she, no joke yet. She literally tweeted, enjoy the long weekend, and people are fake outraged about it on social media. It's For what like, reason? Because she's treating well, Memorial Day like it's just a vacation, and, and you know, uh, you know. Oh, does that seem reasonable? I don't know. It's hard to take all these people seriously when they're doing beer bongs and bikinis on a speedboat in Scottsdale. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, American flag bikinis, by the way. Uh, <laughs> there the you go. That the punchline? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, is this what this is? Guess the punchline with Corey. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you've just gotten, fun. You've gotten two so far. Just riffing jokes. We just didn't tell you you got them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, am I ruining it if I yell the punchline? No, nope. that's okay. perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best guest we've had so far. This is amazing. <laughs> you laugh at anything, you make fun of us, and uh, oh, and well, then you guess tags. the easy ones. So <laughs> I do, I do. I they do call me low hanging fruit for a lot of. Reasons. <laughs> well, I thought that was a big thing for your penis, but uh... no, it's my balls or but you know whatever. <laughs> Potato, potato. Well. American flag bikini. You know, these people never mock Trump tweets, you know, like happy Memorial Day to the haters and the losers. So oh, that's fine with me. Right? Yeah. Well, speaking of haters, uh, this guy has plenty, but he's not a loser. Welcome again to the podcast, uh, the part where we're talking to each other about shit, but he didn't know when the transition was going to happen. So let's make it very clear. <laughs> Bowers comedy. <laughs> Did you write that down? Did you say, and then at the end, I'll say, speaking of assholes, then we'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours, then you write that this down. is real clever. That'll get it. <laughs> Usually is this, we just, try a to roast. Is this we... just a text thread that you guys are now reading out loud? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting close. <laughs> getting warmer. So, anyway, Bowers, uh, how are you? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm the best you I've ever been. You said that wrong, man. Andrew. It's supposed <laughs> to be, how are things? How ah. are things? I'm the best I've ever been, man. This this pandemic has been so unbelievably awesome for me. I'm just like, I'm being serious, man. Like, I just, you know, and I'm seeing pe as I'm, people are coming back out in the world. There's a, I think it was great for a lot of people, man. I've just seen a lot of people that like had a tinge of like whatever. And now that they just kind of, worked out that last 10% of their personality they needed to work out and they just needed some time by themselves to figure, I guess, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's been awesome. 
that's great. How do you feel about this? There's a lot of people uh, say you're not like supposed to say stuff like that out loud because uh, there were so many people that had a tough time during the. I saw one recently, which was like, um, hey, uh, got asked by family members today if we plan on having a baby. It's like a couple. Yeah. And then friendly reminder, don't ever ask that question. And I was like, really? <laughs> I can't ask a family member of mine who I care about if they might consider having a baby sometime in the future. Uh, yeah. She's like, well, some people have miscarriages. And I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, but. I care about my family member, you know, like you have a good day. Don't say that. Some people have bad days. That's what I mean. Like Bowers, can you say? Yeah, I mean, I I, think about that. Well, I I tell you what, I've changed a lot of things during this in that, you know, certain people adapted and and thrived and and a lot of people didn't. And and that made me realize it changed my my thoughts on wealth, honestly, where it's like 100 years ago or 50. There's been so many disruptions in this in the in the in society from you know whatever it was whether the car or the plane or you know the internet or whatever and the people that and now i realize oh the people that saw this as an opportunity and did something about it all of a sudden are ones that are successful and the people that you know said fuck zoom and hid in the hole and decided they weren't going to do anything for a year and a half and then you go back to nope mike and they're telling the exact same jokes they t- i heard them tell march 15th of 2020 and it's like fuck man that you didn't use this at all for anything so it's kind of like you ever heard that remember there's an old bible story about the 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 dad gives the three sons a certain amount of gold and the one guy goes and doubles it and the other guy goes and you know makes five percent the other kid the other the third kid doesn't get enough money so he just buries it in the ground Mm -hmm. and then he brings it back but didn't lose anything and the dad's like well that was about trying was the whole point of the fucking story you know they didn't say fuck in the bible but i added that <laughs> like it in real life but anyway hey, uh, i think they already embellished enough in the bible so you're good there <laughs> i'm just saying if they added more fucks to the bible more people would read it i think but uh <laughs> but anyway um <laughs> well this is how i feel about like uh uber and lyft uh, when the cabs were like no 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 we gotta shut them down i was like oh they figured out a great business model that works and everybody loves we're not gonna protect yep. you because you you're like archaic that's why i wish comedians would stop being so funny because it's making me look bad you know (laughs) but but i'm saying that i think there's point there's a at this point if you're like complaining about the pandemic it's like well then what did you do yeah you know what i mean now again if you had kids fine right i mean berbiglia has been doing these things and i mean if you have kids it's a whole different thing sure you know like like it's it's but even it's he that, was on zoom he did nowhere shows and he was working out oh no he did a great so i'm just saying if you had children and you had to like deal with them every day and teach them on zoom yeah then i will give you all the quarter in the world i mean yeah, that's, yes. what i mean is but if you're a single person or a people without children that you had to take care of through all of this and you didn't learn anything or grow at all and you're just as sad as you were when this started it's not it's a you thing at this point yeah <laughs> like there yeah. are plenty of opportunities to figure this shit out and it's not like it's not like we had three weeks i mean it's like you know there's a point where like when someone's like you know i'm not good with computers it's like fuck you stop you can't do that anymore sorry it's like (laughs) right you can't just be racist and bad at computers it's not how it works you gotta (laughs) fix both those things i've I've seen like so many i have this is my now Again, I got to be careful because I don't know people's individual lives, like you're saying, but like so many, this is my first live show in 17 months posts. And I'm like, not a single outdoor show. 
uh, or but I mean, I get it. There could be health, but it, but it's so many people that I'm like, not one. Well, and and, not and I guarantee one outdoor you, show, not and, one. And if those huge they, theater with twenty people in it, like what? <laughs> yeah. If they yeah. quarantined the whole time for real, like we were supposed to, then I'll give them a quarter. But if they went to like their family Thanksgiving right, and yeah, they went to a yeah. bunch of other shit, then it's like, well, then you could have done this too. Right, you know? right. Well, some yeah, people I mean, didn't have the footing in their career that they like they didn't get invites to zoom gigs they didn't get invites to some of these spaced out gigs andrew like, i didn't get i didn't get I, did, I, yeah. I, I didn't get a i didn't get a bid for a fraternity so i joined a fraternity with eight people and built it into 95 when i when i started comedy i just bought the fucking comedy club and oh that's pretty <laughs> I, I it cost less than my car yeah it was like 16 it cost me eight thousand dollars to buy the comedy. I mean, I had two and you saved that much on booze just by, I mean, I swear to God, I mean, I spent about 10 <laughs> grand a year keeping it open because it was yeah. a bad investment. It was, I mean, but you know, and then they tell the story all the time, but like, you know, I don't know, three or four years ago, Morty's in Indianapolis, you know, I said to my dad, I'm like, I, I'm spending like 10 grand a year on this thing. Am I an idiot? And, and he said, well, stop thinking about it as a business and start thinking about it as a hobby. And most people as adults spend 10 grand a year on their hobby whether they have a dog or they play golf or they fix up cars or whatever the fuck they do, they spend 10 grand. So this is just your favorite thing. So treat it that way. And then I kind of thought about it as prepaying my bar tab. So basically I drank 10 grand worth of booze for sure. I just would have to throw 10 grand in every August when, you know, after the summer almost killed us, you know, it's a great so, way of uh, thinking of that actually. Well, the auditor told me that my business is a hobby. So <laughs> two years ago, uh, that's well, I was saying yesterday. That's real, unfortunately, like, but uh, <laughs> uh, well, I was saying yesterday, like you know, most people that live in the Midwest work their ass off all year so they can do a vacation for a week in mm -hmm. California or Florida. I just live in California and don't have a job, so basically, it's like on my vacation the whole time. So I don't right. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just pay you pay what you would pay for the vacation just to live there, and that that adds up over time. Yeah, that makes sense. You know that Tim yeah, Ferriss guy? He can kind of be a little douchey, but he's got some good thoughts. The four-hour work, four work week guy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he his thing is uh, mini retirements. He's like, why are you waiting until you're 65 and your body is old and uh, you're sick and you're to do six-month I mean, retirements all the time? And then he's not talking about comedians per se, but I'm like, that's what we can do, you know. I mean, I said to Chrissy, my girl, my girlfriend, from during this whole thing like when we moved we moved to hollywood and we got a bigger apartment that was more expensive and whatever and i said look man most people work their whole lives hoping that when they're 65 they've saved up enough money they can do cool shit yeah. let's just do cool shit till it catches up with us and then we'll work hard worst <laughs> case scenario we have to work hard like we were gonna now sooner but we'll do it 10 years from now. yeah 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 <laughs> and yeah. if it never catches up with it it never catches up with us Woo! yeah so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have money kid you know kids to leave money to uh that we know of. Um, so, Andrew, well, leaving kids money is the worst. Leaving money, kids money is the worst thing you can do to them. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, my parents. Uh, when I was in high school, my dad was reading this book called Die Broke, and I was like, Nah, how do I hide this book? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the book where your the the last check you write should be for your funeral, and it should bounce, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, book burning. Uh. Yeah, man, I, I agree with your whole thought. I mean, it felt like this, especially because the the stimulus checks and the unemployment and like I, I felt like I was being paid to do my job anyway. So it felt like I was trying to like write a whole new act and write as much as I could, at least, you know, so 
Um, I just didn't see the value in sitting around as a, as a, especially as a young person who does not interact with any vulnerable population ever. Right. I was right. like, I'll take gigs. I'll do, you know, I was still safe and like as much as I could be, but I never got it. I don't think so. Um, well, and you don't have like, there's all these people that were judgmental about continuing to work out in the world and it's like well you know, those are people with day jobs like they all had day right. jobs 100 of them it's not like right. you have a day job they can just be yeah, like my roommate wasn't paying rent and so there's a lot of stuff that goes into it but it was like i was also like i could have been i basically calculate that i made an extra 10 grand during the year just by actually like working more than i would have uh in like a regular year so with like because only working, you know, unemployment was only like a certain amount and then taking only the gigs that you could actually get, which is, you know, three week chunks here and there. So like, you know, I basically made about the same or a little bit more than I would have in a regular year. So and even that isn't great. So like, you know, you didn't I made money more for sex. So <laughs> or yeah, plane tickets or sex. I uh, I made a lot more money in comedy this year than I ever have just because of yeah. SBSC and some Zoom right. stuff and whatever. Now, I did lose a big chunk of summer money with speaking, going to a couple high schools that I normally would go to. Um, but they're back this summer. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. um, you know, it's it, it's been good. I, I will say that I, one thing I think, you know, there's this whole thing now about, you know, they can't find minimum wage workers. Nobody's working for $8 an hour anymore. And everybody's like, oh, they it's because of those stimulus. And part of it was that, but really what it was, this is the first in my this is one of my theories and this is the first time in history where rich people blinked and we know they won't yeah. let us die <laughs> so if they're not going to let you die you me why would you this. be poor yeah, yeah. and work at burger king too just be poor <laughs> and not work at burger king if you're going to be dirt poor just be dirt poor and not work but we you know there was this we had poor people convinced that we will literally let you starve to death and we won't we don't have the balls for it anymore and that's good Right, I was watching this uh, documentary about uh, uh, sea turtles, right? These green turtles, and they lay a thousand eggs for one turtle to make it to the ocean. And the rest of them get eaten by birds and sharks and fucking all kinds of shit. And at first, I was like, "Oh, it's terrible." And I thought, "Well, that's a human thought." The idea is the turtle knows that only one's going to make it. The other nine hundred ninety-nine are for the birds and the sharks and the rest of the stuff because eventually the turtle needs to eat the sh the, the stuff they produce, whether it's like babies or, or eggs or plankton or the fuck like it's all this, this circle and humans are the only people to go well no we want all of ours to make it to the ocean right we're not feeding any of us to anybody fuck you right which is cool and then for the first time in history we are at the point techno technologically where we don't have to let anybody starve to death right and what's what we've seen if you look at uh, demographically in the world when a country or a, a region becomes not scared of starving to death they have less kids they don't have a thousand turtles anymore they have the one and so yeah. I think if we want to create, if we want to get rid of climate change, the biggest problem is humans, right? We got 1 billion humans in 1815 out of all the hundreds of millions of years we were around or hundred thousands of years or whatever. And then, but we got, we went from 1 billion to 2 billion in a hundred years. And we're going to go from 9 billion to 10 billion in two years or five, something crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think the earth can, can support about 7 billion people climate wise, 
So let's work to getting that from nine million, nine billion to seven. And it's not about killing anybody or limiting anything. If you make people less poor, they just have less kids and everybody can have money and the robots will do the jobs we don't want to do. And there'll be certain people like, oh, you want to own a Burger King? You got to fucking work at the register for fucking six months and then you become the, or whatever. And there'll be enough go-getters that, well, I mean, I was trying to tell my mom and my dad this, like the people that are going to take advantage of the system already are. <laughs> I'm one of them, <laughs> right? So like the people that you're going to give more money to woke up at 5 a.m. during a pandemic to work at fucking Burger King. Give them $17 yeah. an hour and be like, well, I make, well, yeah, but they get a, they have a shitty job. You have a cool job. You went to college. Yeah. You do a cool, the thing that's crazy to me, if I'm going to pitch a joke to you guys, the thing sure. that's crazy to me, I know that Andrew doesn't like that, but the thing that, that's crazy to me is that <laughs> I would the, try it on stage. I don't know. The coolest, jo the coolest jobs pay the most money. That's fucking backwards. You know, who should make the most money in this country is the guy that drives the thrifty bus at LAX. Can you fucking imagine being that goddamn guy in a fucking circle of traffic for 10 hours a goddamn day? And that dude lifting makes four, those bags. Oh, lifting bags. And he's not even the Hertz. Parents. Yeah, he's not even the Hurt <laughs> shuttle with the rich good people. He's the thrifty shuttle. With he doesn't the get a collared shirt. Uh... <laughs> oh my God, he makes $40 an hour and LeBron James makes $160 million. LeBron James, you get paid in fucking steak and pussy and fucking, <laughs> we should pay the fucking shuttle guy fucking $100 million a year because we need the shuttle guy. I mean, the Lakers yeah. need LeBron, but we probably don't. Yeah, you know? It's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> well, the How many turtles LeBron get left in that revenue? You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, thrifty yeah. guy isn't getting uh, uh, 20,000 people to watch him do his job every night. Yeah, but we need him. That's my point. I, I get know, that, yeah. That LeBron's a luxury for sure. And, you know, but I'm just saying like the people that like we, what we should have learned during the pandemic is if the grocery store closed, we'd all be dead. Do you remember the first weeks in March yeah. when yeah. I was like, oh shit, I thought maybe they're going to shut down all travel. And then I thought to myself, right. what if they shut down the store? Yeah, can they do that? What's going to happen? I don't have any ability to live if they shut down the store. Right. Nor does right. anyone in Los Angeles. Like, there's like right. 11 random loose chickens in this city and like <laughs> fucking a couple tomato gardens. We're fucked. Andrew's brother's neighbor uh, is the only <laughs> yeah. one that uh, has. But uh, how many uh, how many turtle how many turtles do they leave in their socks? All right, that's uh, <laughs> going way back for the. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> boomer boo uh yes that's well, well even the great the great depression remember like in the 1930s people literally starved to death right and people had to give away their kids because they couldn't feed them we yeah. are so much further from that spot 100 right. years 90 years later right. as a as a society it's crazy so to think that we had the same problems we had 1932 is nuts yeah. it's not the same well, the interesting population crisis that's happening now is that uh young people aren't making kids anymore right because they feel safe and secure and they don't but now there's not enough young people to sort of take care of the old people is the crisis like that everyone's worried about you know right I'm with again, you though that those jobs should just be robot job jobs you know but well and we're gonna have enough technology that we can feed everybody we have enough right. at this point we've figured out how to make enough food literally I think for part everybody. of it though that is like people don't I think there's some people that feel way too secure and some people that don't feel secure enough to like have kids. Well, I think, yes, for sure. But I think part of it too, we're talking about the, the, the like, if you talk about conservatives and liberals, conservatives, they're for the turtle model. We had right. 10 kids because two of them were going to be pieces of shit and we weren't sure, or two of them are going to die. We're not sure which two. And it One's going to find my handgun it and is blow survival his brains of the out. fittest. Yeah, yeah. And, and evolution does fucking 
filter people out that that are naturally selected. And then what happened is liberals are the ones getting naturally selected. So we were like, hey, let's not maybe make it the strongest. How about we think of other criteria or whatever? Let's try to save all the turtles, which is which is good because I think we're at a point where we can save all the turtles. But I also understand the conservative men mindset of like, if you don't make it, you don't make it, dickhead. That's not how it works. Sometimes not all the turtles make it. Some of them had to get eaten by birds. That's how this works, you know. And we're like, no, every turtle has to make it to the sea. And well, wait. <laughs> I also think that there's this like really, and it's very selfish thing to be like keep people alive as long as possible and it's like yeah, well that's, that's not how that works either like these people like some people are uh they've lived a great life and it's time for them to call it and it's like no, I, bowers was saying like, everything we can to leave them alive keep them alive as long as possible and I mean, I'd have been about till 98 years old. No, they don't. Why? <laughs> I, I, I did a whole album about how we don't, what the fuck are we living so long for? Honestly, like the whole point uh, was that, that the biggest, the biggest, the, I think the biggest misconception that humans have made this whole time is that God wants us to live when clearly he's been trying to kill us this whole fucking <laughs> time, right? If God didn't want us to die, why do we make all the food that tastes amazing kill you and all the food that's, that is good for you tastes <laughs> like shit, right? No one has, no one has a carrot habit they can't shake. You know? <laughs> that was the joke. So, but I, I mean, death. Death, death is is so important. I mean, like the only reason any of this makes any sense. I mean, death has cured every problem we've ever had. Death solved fucking Attila the Hun. Death solved Hitler. Death will eventually solve Trump. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about death is you cannot be rich enough to get rid of it, and that's the great thing about death. So I I embrace it. I mean, I I, I what don't about know like a yeah, half God's like board, God's like ninety eight. Uh, you guys are ninety eight. Only be ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting never... like a one of those Elon Musk chips or like a you know exoskeleton? You know, I don't know, man. I mean, like you look at the singularity. I heard a, a podcast once with John Hodgman, who's fun. He's hilarious, uh-huh. and he and he said, you know, talking about the singularity, how we all get up later to a new computer, and then we no one never dies. He's like, wouldn't it be funny? Is if, he's like, I'm agnostic, but wouldn't it be funny if there was a heaven and we were so afraid there wasn't, we just stopped going. Ah, <laughs> uh, funny. We just lived as <laughs> shitty humans for 250 years uh, instead of going to paradise. Like that was always my joke. Like, what do you do? And then, and then you know, so that's the thing I've never uh, understood. Like, you know, that, that like, it's the, like the joke I could never, the part I could never get to work was that um, it was, it was that uh, uh, that's why you ever meet a kid with cancer? They're the best among us, right? They're like mm. always wise beyond their years. They're uplifting. They're amazing. That's why they get to die first and go to heaven right then. <laughs> right like one of the reasons I've, i i used to think that old people were annoying because they're because their stories suck no they're old because their stories suck god's like ugh, not yet sit on a park fence i don't need this motherfucker timmy with leukemia that, he's the best get him up me that he cute rocks. kid yeah yeah yeah. uh also <laughs> this is rewinding a bit again and it's not a joke but like the idea that people are pretending like $15 an hour is a lot of money is a very funny thing to me too. $15 an hour. And you're like, what are you talking about? It's not a lot of money. Well, again, here, these Fighting are theories. That, these, these are theories I come up with during the pandemic, but, but a couple of, this is one of them is the idea that like, okay. So when, when, when the rich people were in charge, that was called feudalism. That was basically human society until right? Government until the Magna Carta, essentially, right, right? right? And that was fucking awful. We can all agree that that was terrible unless you were the king, right? Right. And then, and then communism was when the government took, but that was also terrible, right? What, what works is a balance 
rights, right? So rich people, we need rich people because that's what you aspire to and blah, 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 but they can't be left unchecked because power corrupts absolutely. Even the head lion is a dick. It's not even about humans, right? But like, you know, when women have been in charge of things, they've killed a bunch of people. When every nationality or race of people has been in charge, they've killed, power is just fucking awful. And so basically what government is, is like all of us go, hey, we pool all of our money. We have as much money as the rich people and we can fight them. So of course the rich people are like, $15 $15 an hour, that's bull. They want us to work for $6 an hour because they need us to. That's their whole goddamn job. <laughs> it reminds me of always- a conversation I had with uh, uh, Adam Norwest one time was uh, booking his club, you know, and uh, my buddy uh, was <laughs> featuring and I was, uh, I just opened for him on the road, you know, somewhere and, and he's a good headliner. And, uh, but he took a feature gig to try and get in with Adam's club. And so the headliner canceled and so adam called me and was like trying to brainstorm headliners and i was like hey the you know grant is a really funny guy i just open for him he can headline and adam was like well he'll make a great feature then and so it was like <laughs> yeah he already agreed to work for 500 bucks why would i pay him more than that for well that's same- and that's yeah, that's one thing we have to understand. Like, you know, the one time there was a, I can't remember who told me this story, but there was a comic. He was a feature at the time. So he's, he's a $300 comic. And there was a, a comedy club called Snickers in Fort Wayne, which is a guy who was a piece of shit. I'm not defending yeah. Snickers. So I yeah, fuck that yeah. guy. But he had a corporate gig and he asked, Snickers. This, feature to, asked this feature to do it. <laughs> and so the guy went and, and, and he said, oh, it paid, the guy said, I got this, fe- I got this, this corporate gig it pays 300 bucks which was the guy's rate he could have gotten anybody for 300 and the guy's talking to the corporate people and they're like oh yeah we paid the snickers guy like seven grand and the guy was like he fucked me and i'm like no he fucked the client you're a 300 yeah. comic doesn't matter where yeah. you're at you know so <laughs> now that being said you know what i mean like like what an interesting rich, rich people's job rich rich people's job is to get as much shit as they can and our job is to stop them and that's right, what government yeah. does. So of course, now what's the problem is that rich people have, have weaponized stupid people and can, and got them on their side. That was a brilliant move they did. And then the other thing they've done that's pissing me off is that for the last 40 years, they've been trying to convince us that government does not work. Right. right? That's their whole right. fucking shtick. Government I'm doesn't like, work. I'm here to Every help. Time, yeah. and, and, but the reason is, you, I keep saying, you cannot put people in charge of the government who don't believe in government. They don't believe government's going to work. So when you put them in charge, they purposely make it not work or it disproves their fucking point. So the point I'm making is like you wouldn't put a a vegan in charge of the Outback Steakhouse, wait 40 years, and then complain that steak sucks. No, they ruined it on purpose. You did that uh, in Indianapolis, right? Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things. Yeah, it's a great bit. It's a good uh, premise. Well, and uh, this idea of like. uh shit what were we just talking about um right rich versus that. the rich rich, rich versus for the, uh pay oh well the, the leverage of that comedian the, he had his leverage was to not yes. do the gig but he did the gig <laughs> he did the gig oh but he didn't have any right. leverage because he would have hired me or anyone else exactly. to do it for 300 dollars. i mean so like, one time the cooks at morty's were like you need to pay us more and i'm like dude if i could afford to pay you more i'd get better cooks <laughs> Like part of this is you're here because this is the level of the value you are. Like right, 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 right. right. So there's part of that. I mean, you know, but at the same time, you know, why make a guy poor as shit and fucking? But and also for making a guy work at Burger King, be poor and on welfare or getting food stamps, so Burger King can make more fun, more money. Fuck Burger King, man. Like that's the point. I have, you know, I can understand a small business being like, geez, you're going from eight bucks to fifteen just like that. Like uh, you're well, that's and honestly. That's how we do this. The problem with all, there is a problem in that 
I travel the country. You guys do. You, I mean, you just talked about those sure. two gigs you have in the smallest towns I've ever heard of or whatever. So like, you know, but, but my point is like, we travel around and go to small town there. Everett Washington doesn't need a $15 minimum wage probably. Right. Maybe they do. I don't right. know. But like, yeah, I know that like point. Milford, Nebraska doesn't. Right. They do. It is for high school kids and they do take care of their own through uh, civic organizations and whatever. So, right. you know, just like in, in New York, New York state has a law. The New York state has a law that, but in the law, it's only it only uh, applicable for cities over whatever the size New York uh, is. Yeah. Right. So no other city in New York has to do this law. It's a state law, but New York City, we could do that. We could have right. three or four designations of, of size of cities, right? And we could oh. also do sizes of, of corporations. So part of the thing is if we want to like, you know, every time that we uh, – uh, deregulate or, or spread out everything, it gets better, right? So right. if we said, hey, if you have, if your company has over X number of employees, you pay $15 an hour, maybe we break up all of these huge monopolies that own all the TV stations and all the they fucking- in The suburbs or whatever, and, and that's an easier situation for them, you know? Yeah. And then so, but I'm, there's a, a, a dynamic between the city with a giant population and a fucking buttfuck town, you know? Right. I mean, Worms and Nebraska doesn't need the same laws this, as Seattle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. Right. So I think I think we do need we do need to to because that's the problem is that the liberals are the city people and we want all the rules that would help the city and people that live in the country right. are like we don't need all that shit and we're like well uh, but because yeah. you're racist it's like well probably but also because we don't <laughs> need that shit you know what I mean so like well, that's Washington. <laughs> State you've got my vote. Team, Wait, when you are you, when are you running here? <laughs> Washington state is like, yeah, is like, I mean, it's like the microcosm of the whole country where the smallest land mass has the most population and Eastern Washington is just pissed. It's always Western Washington that gets the, well, I mean, uh, right. So I'm just thinking if we just take your own advice and move, I thought moving was so easy. Was it it moving so easy? (laughs) But I would say the same thing to liberals. Like why the fuck would you be liberal and live in Alabama? What are you doing? Get out of there. Like, come right. on, man. Yeah. I can move to a swing state. Let's do something. <laughs> yeah. Swinger state. Uh, <laughs> right. I want to be. Boom. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, uh, they're going right. to outlaw abortion in Alabama for a few years, but you just don't live in Alabama if you think you might someday need an abortion. Like, that's just, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, and, I, yeah. and people are like, I mean, again, we get all, get again, we don't want to, there's certain people that are trapped. But in my family, you know, who whatever, knows? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, but at the same time, it's like when I watch a documentary about guys in gangs. Like, I would, I'd leave the gang, but they'd fucking, they'll find me and kill me. Not in Wichita, dude. They don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> Those liberals in the in Alabama, they're like trying to. It's like them. They're trying to turn a lesbian. It's like, not gonna. It's not gonna happen. I don't think. Just go somewhere else. There's. Uh, well, how about all that? That's interesting. Oh, I thought it was interesting. Like uh, recently, we didn't make this into a joke, but that uh, seems like a lot of people are moving the goalposts on this whole opening up thing of like, I told you it was all going to open up at the election. Like, well, I meant when he took office. Well, well I meant the summer after he took office and uh, they still won't. Like, I know some business owners who won't get the vaccine, which is whatever, but I'm like, there's a rule that if 70% of people get the first shot, we can open up. And they're like, nah, like, don't you want to open up? <laughs> like, no, yeah, not that, I mean, not not that bad. Thing. I, yeah. The, the, look, first of all, I don't, at this point, I don't give a fuck, but I'm not wearing my mask anymore. I got vaccinated. If somebody's like, I mean, I was in an open mic the other night and one comic was like, no, why go with the mic? You're nasty. And I'm like, are you vaccinated? And she said, no. And I said, well, then fuck you. 
Okay? Yeah, yeah. That's the, At this point, like I, I'm over it, man. I'm not. I'm not wearing a mask anymore because you're too dumb to get a vaccine that's free that you can go get. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's, yeah. it's it's it's. And my favorite, I saw I met a girl the other night. She was like, I just, I'm afraid it's gonna it's gonna be mind control. And I'm like, well, mind control is a real thing, and I know that because this isn't your idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? She went, what? Huh? I go, you, you read that or heard that somewhere. So someone's already controlling your mind. So it's already happening right now. <laughs> I guess you should be worried. Uh, <laughs> yep. I, I, was that down. It, I was saying it. Uh, May, uh, you know, what was the date? April 19th or whatever the date was, plus a month, plus two weeks, and I'm done caring. And we're there, basically. So, yeah, I mean, I'm literally like, I'm, I'm, once the vaccine, because I, I did my part, I mean, yep. you know, and I wasn't yep. completely perfect. I mean, you know, I ended up getting, I had COVID in November, to be honest. Um, but, I didn't. I mean, if it didn't kill my fat ass, it probably didn't give you guys. <laughs> Dude, we know so. one of our friends is uh, probably four hundred pounds, and uh, and he was like, "Oh, it's fine after a week. It was great, easy." I mean, I'm the oldest person I know, uh, you know, by like ten years. So I yeah. know that. Like, <laughs> but you know, so but eh, I don't. But, oh, I no, did. I I've initially thought some people are now with the vaccine. Like, you don't have to wear the mask if you're vaccinated. People are afraid that people are going to lie. I'm saying that's not the question we ask them. We don't ask them if they're vaccinated. The question that you know, question you ask them, who won the election? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Huh? Because we know they'll lie. I'm not sure they can tell the truth. And I would argue that a, a guy happened to say Biden won the election is more seven painful. times as he get more as he gets more drunk and goes to more bars is probably as good for the country as him getting vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I made the joke a couple weeks ago. Like, well, you know, we know the only thing stopping those people from lying was the CDC guidance. So, you know, it's <laughs> fine. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, even on tour with Steve and Jarrett, you know, they're both super woke, uh, hippie, liberal sure. douchebags. But, uh, you know, and they were like, we're wearing the mask all the time. And uh, and and at a certain point, I was just like, you know, I know it's performative and I get that you got a brand, you got to protect a little bit. But, um, you know, I was kind of over it. I was like, I got the shot and we're in cr huge crowds and shaking hands every night. And who cares? Just go for it yeah and I mean, again i was never afraid of my, me dying i, I just didn't want right. to kill anybody else and now at this right. point anybody at, at this point if the people who didn't get vaccinated all died like all of them tomorrow died <laughs> our country would get so much better <laughs> so <laughs> many problems can be solved by I mean, death really is what bowers is the whole thing just, uh, <laughs> that's the movie i did the movie i wanted to write mid-pandemic was that uh covid19 was really uh, uh an alien trick they came in and planted it and and then the because they, they they first thing they want to do is weed out the people who are, are organized, follow direction, who, and who are smart. So COVID nineteen comes in, and that and anybody who gets it is immune to COVID twenty, which kills you fucking instantly. And so the movie's going to be like all the people going, oh, see, that's why I didn't fuck, didn't worry about COVID. But at the end, the aliens take all the all the idiots that got COVID and didn't you know get vaccine and get the vaccine or whatever, and now they're slaves for the rest of their lives. <laughs> and so like that's the end of the movie. Like oh, but now you're enslaved by this alien race. You couldn't just died with the smart people and been put out of your misery. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's Michael Scott's commercial when you keep backing up from the sandbox to the Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, I also well, want to pitch, uh, pitch a movie where Bill Burr, they, they, he goes to get the vaccine and they test his antibodies and finds out he has the antibodies for everything, <laughs> but he doesn't want to give the government his blood because he thinks that that would be, destroy the world if we got overpopulated. So it's just Bill Burr running from the, from the authorities like E.T., but like we build the, the movie so half the people are rooting for him to escape because the vaccine will overpopulate us and kill everybody if, the, we, just, if we get rid of the disease, and half the people are like, oh my grandma has cancer, you got to catch him. And so no matter what happens at the end of the movie, half the people are upset kind of like the rest of the country like the rest of the world that'd be the yeah because of something bill burr did and uh, that's kind of how (laughs) (laughs) it's uh oh man we were just talking about that today because how how uh badass his wife is on twitter whenever he gets in trouble for something he says and she just goes to people's fuck off (laughs) right Um, there's a a comic here he's not i would the comic's a strong word there's a guy i've been doing a couple shows with here i've seen him a bunch somehow because he sets up the chairs for the show i do so they put him (laughs) on the show and uh he's awful but he has this one joke where he's he does a really good bill burr impression and he's like yeah everything's bill burr's a genius he's not a genius he's an angry guy from boston and he does this bit the bit's not funny but bill burr's voice is it's people laugh and yeah, two yeah. different times I come up after the guy and I'm like, how do you not call Bill Burr a genius when the only laughs you get are from his fucking voice, dude? When you put your <laughs> shitty vo- jokes in Bill Burr's voice, they get laughs. That's how much of a genius he is. It just his <laughs> voice makes you funny. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> his voice with no jokes is funnier than anything you wrote. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like, come on. You know how funny you have to be for your voice to make <laughs> shitty people funnier? <laughs> I know, okay there's a I'm chat just, i don't think that's no nope. i'm just right. teasing. yeah what, of course what, what, i put works. something in the chat but uh you know it's just, just a uh, joke you know, <laughs> uh, nah, nah, nah. uh yeah well hey uh i wish i could do any other voice than my own uh make some of my shit funnier but uh you uh you doing live shows then now yeah i mean i've been doing i mean honestly i i you know in june I was watching death numbers in Georgia and Florida because California is completely shut down and Georgia and right. Florida were completely open right. and it didn't seem to move the needle in any real way. I thought we should do something for COVID, but I don't think just shutting everything down was it. I, I think sure. honestly, if you make people wear masks and socially distance and not sit in groups bigger than six is probably better than just shutting everything down and people have house parties with 50 people at them and underground raves and shit. I think there's, there's a point where, you know, in the fraternity, when I was right after I graduated college, we went from having a BYOB system with uh, a lot of risk management rules and sober monitors and guest lists and all that. And they just went ahead and outlawed alcohol on campus. And then they just all went to off-campus parties and we got sued out of existence for one of those, you know, where if we'd have had that at the house with the, the policies we had in place, we would have kept, we, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. So I think there are unintended consequences and stuff. So I'll be honest, in June, I went back to Indiana for like two weeks because no one gave a shit there really. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I wore still wore my mask and wasn't a crazy person, but. I mean, oh, we I did toured, a bunch of shows. Yeah, yeah. me and McComas did. I did. I actually toured more, did more club dates in June and or yeah, June, July than I did my whole career put together really. Cause I just wasn't, I mean, when I own the clubs, they really travel a lot. Mm-hmm. And so me and Todd did a, like four or five weekends. And then um, I started doing some outdoor shows here. I did one. Have you done anything? Have you done any like 
I did one in a park. Have you done one like in a park where there's just random people walking around? Did you guys do any of that? See, no, we didn't really do any of that. It's Seattle just didn't have his. Uh, I, yeah, I did yeah. one. It was basically at a dog park, essentially. So it's a softball <laughs> diamond with some bleachers. And they just had a little microphone and a speaker in front of the bleachers behind the, and the fence was behind us. There's like a million dogs out there. And so we're just doing comedy and people, these are, it's like five in the afternoon. It's light out. People are like, this is after work. They're like walking their dog or whatever. So these are like good people. Like I've been to bars where they're just shitty and drunks and they're like, assholes but there's really something about somebody a good person walking up giving you a real shot and then walking away it hurts way worse than anything i've ever experienced in comedy <laughs> where they're like oh i love comedy let's check this out okay yeah, like, no 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 that's no. in it <laughs> That's really funny. So I did a, I did one of those. That was too harsh. I couldn't I couldn't handle that anymore anymore. But I did some. There was some uh, shows at the Federal here at North Hollywood where it was outside and in a tent. But it was fifteen bucks a person. It was a paid show. Was, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, we did a couple, or at least I did like a some like backyard slash barnyard kind oh, of thing. Oh yeah, like yeah. Private, but they booked it through the comedy club, so it was pretty uh, up and up. You know, everyone was there, even though it was like seven people. Yes, it's fine. You know, they laugh yeah. at everything that you expect them to laugh at and have a good time. So I like small crowds like that because you really can, if anything makes a small crowd pop, if it's not crowd work, then you can right. you know that's going to work in 700, you know, and then you still yeah. have hope for jokes that didn't work with seven. You're like, well, if I had 12. Maybe that would be funny. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think of that as like 700 is just that seven people a hundred times. So you should still get the at same, least yeah. you know three of them to laugh at you know, hopefully yeah yeah for you know, sure. it doesn't have to be the same three but every joke should get uh something you know i always think think that like 700 would be really nice to perform for uh <laughs> <laughs> see i think seven well much. we're doing uh this everett theater is gonna be it has 800 capacity we've sold about uh one 170 right now so uh a month that and a week away. A pretty, pretty exciting. Fun gig. Yeah. I like around 200, 250 is my favorite size of crowd. That's that's big enough that you get really raucous laughter and you can really tear the roof off the place. Yeah. But it's not so crowded that like people are mad or there's people in the back that can't hear you. Or, mm -hmm. you know, right, right, just, right. They can still right. see your facial expressions from stage. That's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. You know, there's, yeah, yeah. there's, I, you know, you say dumb shit like I don't really want to play theaters, but I, I don't have any interest in that really. Like I, I you know, like I get if you're like, oh, you'll make one hundred twenty thousand dollars in one night yeah. instead of fifteen thousand dollars in a weekend. Like, well, I guess I'd have to do it. You know, I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. you know, if I had my druthers, I'd much rather sell two hundred and fifty hundred dollar tickets to a comedy right. club than a thousand twenty dollar tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's just my own personal. Well, one day, let's hope we have our. Well, Corey's others. still working like on selling uh... $1 ticket, but. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's always lovely. Amazing to talk to you, Bowers. So fun. And uh, man, I, we just should come down to L.A. just to hang out. Forget. I'm building the thing, man. Shows, I feel so. it, it feels it feels different right now. I feel like a lot of people left there. There's kind of a hole mm -hmm. right now. I feel like, I, you know, Jay Leno said a long time ago that comedy is just not getting out of line. And if you just stand in line long enough, people just panic and get out of line in front of you. And then you move up one. And I really feel like I moved up three and a half years during this. I really think that like I'm, I'm five and a half years into LA instead of two and a half years because, because the people, the right people got out of the way too. It was people that were barely getting spots, right? They maybe get two or three spots 
total at the at the clubs in LA. Yeah. But if 300 people did that, that's 900 spots that went away. Because I think these people that were here for 12 or 13 years, 15 years, and we're just getting three spots a month are now like they went back to Massachusetts and they're like, what the fuck was I doing, man? They got out of right. their loop. They got out of their whatever. And they're just going to, it's just, they're going to stay there for and not come back, I think. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about And now the other thing cool about LA is a bunch of these restaurants opened up. There's a, the supernova thing is this awesome space in between two buildings, but they put a roof on it and they put all these screens around it and they, like it's an outdoor venue, but now it's not. It's it feels inside and outside simultaneously, and they're not going to shut those down. All the LA is going to let all those places stay open that spent all this money to stay open, yeah. you know. Because like you know, they there's places that spent a couple hundred grand to make this work, and now they've just doubled their floor space so right. they can have show shows and different stuff out. It's just it's yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about what's happening. So you guys should come down. We're going to have a good time because I mean we had a good time when I lived in the fucking valley. Can you imagine how much fun yeah. we're going to have now that I live in Hollywood? I love how sunset, dude. Oh wow, nice. That's very exciting. Yeah, my brother hey. lives down in LA, so I I'll I'll be down there a few times a year at least. So cool. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh four listeners should uh hear uh, again how to follow you on things that at Bowers Comedy on all of the things and uh SDSC. social distancing social club, yeah. Yeah, I want to get both you guys back on us. Both you guys back on SDSC again. So oh, yeah. I've been once, right? 100 episodes yet. But... I've done it once. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's so fun. The problem is it's hard to get through all the white guys. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, every every we have two comics an episode, and one of them's a woman. You know, should be. Yep. And then and I try to be as diverse as possible. So you know, by all means, yeah. White the white dude. There's like you know you're in a rotation of 50 white dudes as opposed to. <laughs> totally, I know. I hear that uh andrew is andrew j rivers on all of the things i'm Corey michaela's comedy on all of the things rate review subscribe uh, if you're nasty uh thanks everybody i'm gonna press stop and we'll talk a little more cool thanks guys <laughs>